Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Join us as we sit down with church leaders to discuss relevant trends and issues for today's church. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into a new episode of Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us for Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Parrish and I'll be your host. Uh, we are here also at the uh, Bivocational Ministers and Wives Retreat in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And we have with us today uh, Greg M- McCoy. He is the president and treasurer of the Tennessee Baptist Children's Home. He's here as a vendor and I see him at all kinds of events and never get a chance to really sit down and talk to him. And I love that he's taking some time to be able to share with us about what he does. Uh, Greg, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am the president of the Children's Homes. Been doing that for eight years now. Before that, I was pastor for 25 years in two different churches. The the last one at First Baptist Portland. Um, served there for 16 and a half years, and then served on the board at the Children's Homes for like a dozen years uh, as a volunteer, of course. Um, and during that second term. Um, they started knocking on my door after Dr. Millsaps announced his retirement. Yeah. And so yeah. a quick turn of events, a change, a shift in ministry. Right. Um, and here I am. That yeah. year has passed, and sometimes I have to count it up to make sure I'm telling the truth. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like now I've been with the board for 15 years, but it seems like you've always done this it's to me. But I guess I just see you at events. and. And when right. the uh, convention meets, I'll see you there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, tell a little bit about, I know you you were a pastor for a number of years before. And uh, so, and you have, you're, you're married and, and you mm-hmm. have children. And I guess they're, they, are they yeah. gone? My wife is a Jerry and she's loves to come to this yeah. retreat with me because it's such a great uh, retreat for everybody, especially <laughs> the bivocational pastors. Uh, but my daughter, Jennifer, is... Um, married to Eric and they live in Nashville they're expecting our first grandchild to be born in May and uh, my son Seth lives in Portland with his wife Taylor they've been married uh, they got married during the COVID years so a couple and a half years Um, and they're they're doing well so yeah well it's nice that you and you and your wife can can go to these things she can travel with you Mm -hmm. so it's kind of nice to yeah it's it's good and and she does get to do some of those things um with me from time to time and and it gives us an really an opportunity we didn't have before Mm -hmm. to take advantage of things like this and have some together time in addition to conference time right right well tell us a little bit about a tennessee baptist children's home is a connected to to tennessee baptist Board of Missions. So that's, that's important to know because I think sometimes they don't realize how we're affiliated, right? Right, right. So yeah, we're, uh, we receive four cents on the dollar cooperative program funds. Um, the convention, of course, selects our trustees, you know, approves them when we nominate them. Um, so that's kind of the, the governance, if you will, uh, from Tennessee Baptist Convention is through the trustees that we nominate. Mm-hmm. Um, we relate to the convention through the Partner Ministries Committee. Um, and so we've had that meeting at uh, Camp Carson right. a year or so ago. Um, so that's the kind of way we stay in touch with what's going on with the ministry. Um, but yeah, to be a part of the convention and certainly churches 
uh, taking Mother's Day offerings. You know, that's our big push of the year is we get right. Mother's Day to promote ourselves. Um, other churches send it all throughout the year, actually. Uh, so, yeah, we're so dependent on the churches, the Tennessee Baptist Convention, or we or we will, would really not exist the way we exist today. Right, right. Now, I know a lot of people, and I, you, you tell me if there is a trend or not, but I hear a lot more discussion in these days about adopting children. Sure, especially right now, Kevin, with um, the press that we've seen recently on the news about the Department of Children's Services in Tennessee. Everybody gets excited about, hey, we, we got to do something for the kids, do something for the kids. Um, we've been in that world, again, in, in the foster care world uh, since 2013. We have a no-cost contract with the state, which simply means um, we do we place children who are in state custody in foster families mm-hmm. and the state doesn't pay us as an agency to do what we do. Yeah. So it doesn't cost the state anything to use us. They do send the stipend to the foster families. So we recruit in our churches. Uh, my team will do the training that's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team will write the home study. My team's there when kids are placed in the homes. So yeah, there's a big there's a big need in Tennessee. Nine thousand kids in the system. Wow. Um, we could probably serve a third of them. Yeah. But today we serve just under a hundred of them. Right. So um, with the increase in interest, we just need folks that the Lord to put it on people's hearts to right. hey, I've got a we've got a room in our home mm-hmm. and we've got room in our heart for those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to sign them up, get them trained. Yeah. And uh, get them approved, and then wait for the call yeah now you have several locations across the state right Mm -hmm. yes our residential care is totally different from foster care Mm -hmm. residential care they're privately placed they're not in the system Mm -hmm. Um, so that's grandparents raising grandchildren or parents needing help with a kid that's just acting out something going on and so we have a chattanooga campus and we have a campus in brentwood and then we have our ranch in millington Mm -hmm. across the state we have 88 beds right now for children privately placed right and then um, of course when they turn 18 and age out they can choose to stay with us Mm -hmm. Um, and if they do that we send them to Chattanooga where our independent living program exists and they have an opportunity to go to college or learn a trade um, just try to help them get started in their early adulthood years so what's the percentage of children that actually you're able to get into a home well, here's an example. We served 125-ish children in foster care mm-hmm. last year. Um, 17 of those kids ended up being adopted. Mm-hmm. So while we're not intent, we are an adoption agency. We're not intentionally saying, "Hey, if you want to adopt a kid, come and see us." Right. If you want to foster a kid, come and see us. Mm-hmm. And if through providential circumstances mm-hmm. that kid becomes available for adoption. Mm-hmm that's why our kids get adopted Um, so if you're looking for hey I want to adopt a baby you probably want to go some other route but if you want to hey I want to foster and those kids parents rights have been terminated by the courts yeah they're available somebody they need a family oftentimes our people say hey we're gonna adopt them that takes them off of our foster care team because hey you take care of that kid you're doing exactly what the Lord would want you to do so these kids are coming in Tim give me kind of examples of their situation why they're there where they're at because of their family or Mm -hmm. circumstances yeah it's it's varied you know there'll be um, 
might be a homeless situation, mm-hmm. might be a neglect situation. We certainly have kids who've been not only physically but sexually abused. Mm-hmm. If there's drugs in the home, any reason that the authorities are called to a home and when they determine these kids have to be removed, that's when DCS is called. So we want to be ready with a family ready to take them. So it's kind of neat that DCS has they that they uh, uh, at least communicate with you. Absolutely. Here you have a nonprofit Christian organization, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's other agencies out there. Yes, sir. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming they prefer to go with you because you take care of them. I would hope so. Yeah. Once they use us, they love us. Mm-hmm. Some folks are hesitant because of the Baptist name in there. Right. They and honestly, our families are finally signed off on by DCS Mm -hmm. so we're just kind of they're just kind of under our umbrella so we're dependent on DCS to call us with placements right so we need good relationships with DCS personnel yeah yeah well tell me some struggles that y'all I mean obviously that is you you, you don't you don't generate income you have to get get donations exactly uh, and and I know that's probably one of your main jobs Mm -hmm. how difficult is that to to do well because of Tennessee Baptists half of our budget is met each year through church offerings and the cooperative program so we do have to find another four million dollars every year Mm -hmm. Um, so that'll come from some investment income Mm -hmm. Um, we'll have people leave us in their estate plan we don't often know that's even going to happen. Right. And all of a sudden you get a pretty nice gift mm-hmm. from someone who's wanted to bless kids after they've gone to heaven. Yeah. Um, so other times we're do, we do a few fundraisers, but that doesn't really make, it doesn't make what we need. Right. So there's businesses that care about us. There's individuals mm-hmm. that give to us regularly. So it's just people knowing about what we do and caring about what we do. Um, because sometimes we feel like we're the best kept secret right. in the state, yeah. uh, even though we try not to be. Um, but if, um, you know, we just try to keep the word out through emails and magazines. Our online presence, digital presence, has really increased the last few years, and that has helped yeah. a bunch. We've seen a lot of people um, connect with us through social media, right. and so we're trying to do better right. at, at that. Right. Uh, taking advantage of the culture mm-hmm. of our day of the technology yeah so yeah it's it's all every day we're, we're looking for money and um, but the Lord's provided for 131 right. years yeah so yeah. come May we're 132 years old that's all awesome. so we figure he's gonna if he wants us to keep doing what we're doing he'll keep providing and he's right. been very faithful to do that yeah let's talk about your staff because I know that uh, at, at each of your locations you have uh, I don't know what the, the name. They'll be like a house parent, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. And that's not an easy job, but they do a lot. They have a lot of sacrifices themselves, right? Absolutely. Can explain what that's. Like. Yeah. So on each campus, residential campus, we'll have a vice president that runs that campus, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll have house parents. We have six homes on each campus, so if we're full, mm-hmm. fully staffed, we'll have six sets of house parents, and they come and they bring up to two of their own children. They can have two of their own, but no more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come and they live. That becomes their home mm-hmm. on campus. They work two weeks on and take one week off. So our kids actually leave the house to go to a relief home mm-hmm. for a week and then come back. And then another house, those kids go to relief and come back, yeah. and then relief gets their week off. So it yeah. takes a pot of three homes to serve 16 children. Right. 
Um, so they can have their family plus eight more kids mm. in their house. So the maximum number is 12 people. Right. Um, but yes, it is hard work. You think two weeks on, one week off, I got a third of the year off. Yeah. It sounds really cool, <laughs> but they need every day they get yeah. because it's, you know, our kids come with a lot of baggage. Right. Uh, and so there's late nights um, and there's issues with behavior um, that they deal with on a regular basis. You know, just trying to love these kids in Jesus' name, um, what, help them walk through. You know, it might be night terrors. It, you know, it might be bedwetting. It, you know, there's just so many different things that can go on. When you got eight of those kids in your house. Right. It's quite. It's on. And they're all different. Different backgrounds. They're all different. And they yes. clash. And yes. Now they have responsibilities. That they do. Mm-hmm. We have chores, or we couldn't do it. You know. Yeah. So they, they make their beds every day. They clean their own room. They clean their bathrooms. They help do laundry because laundry is all the time. Right. Um, outside there's some chores outside for our kids to be involved in especially on our ranch um, you know those young men are weed eating and mowing and even older kids on our campuses if they're responsible you know we'll believe it or not put them on a zero turn yeah, yeah. we can trust them yeah um, but um, yeah so they learn a little bit of a work ethic right um, also trying to give them a picture of just what a family is with a mom and dad that yeah. love each other and love them right. I know the typical family's not 12 people today right um, but to have they've not most of our kids have not seen home with mom and dad mm-hmm. uh, and both of them engaged in caring for you right. um, so we're trying to show them that model because um, they do church together you know we give them 12 passenger vans so they can go to eat together they go on vacation in the summer together mm-hmm. try to give the kids an opportunity to be a kid and right. experience what the typical family might experience which yeah. is a you know a trip to the beach a trip to the mountains right Things like that. Yeah. Now, the, are they are they considered homeschooled there, or they go to a public school? Or what? typically, our kids go to public school. Okay. Um, Chattanooga campus. When they get out of elementary school, we have some donors, and we do some um, bartering um, with our gym on campus mm-hmm. with small private schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of our kids, middle school and high school in Chattanooga, are in private Christian schools. Okay. It just turned out to be a better scenario with sure. them. In Brentwood, they're in Williamson County Schools. Right. It's almost like a private school in a public setting. The ranch in Millington, not the best situation, but we did homeschool those young men. Well, not really homeschool. We on-campus schooled during COVID, and we right. thought we'd keep doing that. <laughs> um, but it just isolated all those young men from their friends. Mm-hmm. And while we know there's all, if there's going to be an issue, it often happens at school. Right. It's still just for their own well-being. Um, we're sending them to public school in Millington. Yeah. Well, do you have a maybe a success story? I'm sure you have some over 100 some years. But I don't <laughs> right. know if you have one off the top of your head. You might well, share. you know, there's a few that come to mind. There's a young man um, that decided to take advantage of everything we would do for him and be in our independent living program. So not only do we have him one of our campuses but he went to Chattanooga um, he saved his money you know if they, they get a job mm-hmm. and we require them to save at least 50% because they're living on, on us you know um, so all of a sudden he's about to age out at 22 you know he's going to go off on his own he's got 
He buys his own car with cash. Mm. He saved that much money. Wow. We charge them a little rent, yeah. but we give it back to them when they leave. Yeah. We never spend the kids' money. So as long as you lived with us and you've paid rent, you get that money in one lump sum. So you can put a down payment on an apartment. Yeah. Well, he gets married. Um, and to, to this date, as best I know, he's doing great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we got a kid named Abraham, came to our ranch about four years ago. His dad told him, you'll never amount to anything. Hmm. And Abraham is just really, really a sharp kid. Yeah. And so as he was a, started to be a senior in high school, he applied to the University of North Carolina just to see if he could get in. Right. Well, he did. He got in, was accepted. And then one of our board members is a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. Yeah. Uh, he went to the Air Force Academy. Oh, wow. So this kid's joined the Air Force. <laughs> He's in Germany today. That's awesome. Um, so we talk, so that, was a great, that was a great success story that yeah. you go from being told yeah. you'll never amount to anything yeah. to the kids in the Air Force. Uh, living in Germany. We didn't teach him to drive too well. He sent us a picture of his car where he striped a little <laughs> yellow pole, you know, so yeah, uh, but uh, we've got that um, It's really fun to find success stories. I don't know about mm -hmm. you know, there'll be people that come by hey I lived here when I was this age 25 years ago yeah. and so we love those kind of stories yeah, that's neat. Um, So yeah, we, we do see a lot of Then things go the wrong way. Mm -hmm. We see things go south yeah. So it's really encouraging to our team to know, hey, this right. is why we do this. We yeah. do it for every kid. And we've helped, we try to figure out how do we define success in our ministry. And um, we've decided that loving on each individual kid as long as we got them, mm -hmm. trying to point them to Jesus, that's success. No matter what happens with them, if they go off and do the same things their families did and they derail, success is us is just really loving them while yeah. we got them. Yeah. And then we do celebrate those yeah. uh, great accomplishments the Lord does through them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, now, you know, you being uh, as a pastor and as now as the, uh, uh, the, the president of the children's home, I'm sure you've, you've experienced stress of the job. Mm -hmm. And so how do you deal with that? Well, the one thing I've learned about being at children's homes versus a church is that um, I'm not, while I, I know about things that need, that I need to know about, mm -hmm. it's probably not going to require me to get out of bed and go deal with yeah. it because <laughs> of my team. Right. My VPs on each campus, my VP of foster care, I have a chief program officer mm -hmm. that oversees those ministries, my financial, chief financial officer, they make my life good. Yeah. Um, there's still stress. Sure. Um, one of the things I've tried to do, Kevin, mm -hmm. is I try to I try to keep moving. I I, pl I know it's old school, but I yeah. still play racquetball. Yeah, that's good. And so I got a buddy in Portland, and we have a court at First Baptist there. We built several years yeah. ago, uh, and we meet a couple times a week just to move right. and slap something around right. and, and get the heart rate up and sweat. Yeah, um, that's what I do physically. So I do I th do think. For stress, it just helps to get some energy out. Mm -hmm. My wife and I will walk together, you know, whether it's walk the dog. She, she actually walks a little faster than I like yeah. for her too. So yeah. I got to try to keep <laughs> up. Um, so we do that, but also my team have also been my confidants. Right. I talk to my guys. I'm I'm not really 
kind of I feel like I have an open door kind of policy with my team right and so that the relationships with my senior leadership team that we bring to Kemp Carson from time to time yeah those those relationships are so good I can say whatever I need to say to those guys those kind of things help me stay sane yeah yeah and awesome. certainly my wife I don't want to bring every bad story home to Jerry um, but she's always ready to you know she's she's my wife so yeah you know I can always vent to her in a safe spot yeah that's awesome that's a few things that I do and um, probably there's probably some others we talk about self-care um, and we try to get our house parents to see a counselor to attend uh, some retreats um, with the Dave Kathy's organization Windshape. right um, they make retreat opportunities for our house parents which are fantastic yeah um we talk about doing that but i find myself not doing too much of that yeah but this weekend on this bible retreat this is really one of those times for us we hear some good preaching right um we have time this afternoon we're going to be off and so we're going to go to the shooting range and we're going to go to a store here and there and um, hopefully my wife won't make me horseback ride when it's this cold. Um, so it gives us time to be together. That helps just a little wind down stuff too. Right, right. That's awesome. Well, now with that, I think that kind of, this kind of leads into it. Do you, do you recommend for pastors to get away from time to time? Oh, absolutely. I, when I have opportunity to preach, especially in a bivocational church, mm-hmm. I, I, I encourage them, send your pastor to the Bible retreat. Yeah. You know, young it's 250 bucks yeah. you know that's cheap. surely you can do that yeah um send them make make them go because mm-hmm. i think it's that valuable for these guys but even if you're in a full-time spot man when we start thinking that we're when we got to do it all yeah i think we just get lose this the idea that we're not as important as we think we are. Yeah. And when we don't have time to take off, mm-hmm. ugh, that scares me for guys that get themselves in that kind of spot. Right. It's not healthy. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the guys going to crash and burn, and it doesn't do the church any good right. or the kingdom any good. Right. So I'm absolutely, if the, the you need to give your people time off, and they need to take the time off. Yeah, yeah. Well, Greg, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes and talking to me and Thank sharing you. with me about the uh, children's home. It's a great ministry, so I appreciate you. Appreciate your support, Kevin. Well, those who are listening to us right now, if you are listening to us on uh, uh, iTunes or Spotify, please leave a comment or just follow us. That would encourage others to listen to this great resource. Also, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have uh, any questions for Greg or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thank you for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org or you can email us at carsonpodcast at tnbaptist.org.